Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It is Dukes and Bell. Big shout out to Clint Capella. I hope we ball out tomorrow, guys. I I really do. Uh, We'll be down there 2 to 6 during the show. Pre-game starts at 630. So uh, game is 7 tomorrow. Early tip. But I really do. And, and guys hit me up saying, you know, Dukes, in hearing Clint answer the question about the swag, what do you want to lie? He's not lying. Last year we did have swag going into the playoffs. Nobody believed we were going to beat the Knicks, and then we did. This year it feels different because it is, and I appreciate his honesty, but he's like every year is different, bro. Every year is different. We got on a real heater to uh, – and remember, the second half of the season really was a second half. It was a longer part of the season, and it coincided with uh, Lloyd Pierce getting gotten and Nate coming in, and then re- they responded, you know, and, and, and things were, were happening. And I think you said it. It, uh, it started with the series in the Garden, and then the energy and the confidence they built from that took them past the Sixers. And then you take away some of the injuries. I still would have given us a fighting chance if we'd gone to seven games against the Bucks, but, you know, obviously to lose Trey, that was – that was a game we came back and it was, un- it was unbelievable, the energy and, and the way those guys battled. So – yeah, and, then a, and a healthy hunter for the whole thing. We, you, we got down and around. Cam Reddish came. Remember, he gave him a bounce against the Bucks when he finally sure came did. back. So there was just something happening. So yeah, I don't know, man. I, I just and I don't want to blow this thing up. I just want everyone to do their job and then add some pieces next year. That's what I'm saying. I, I, again, I don't want to bag on Schlenk. I mean, no. I, I, we all believed in this last year. All of a sudden, now everyone's kind of scratching their heads. To have a complete makeover is silly. But you do have to figure out, and and I'll take you guys back to when we drafted Cam and Hunter. Mm -hmm. We had uh, Herder here, and I remember asking him, so that was four years ago, I remember asking him, um, how do you figure out who you're going to end up keeping all these guys? we got a bunch of wings. We talked about this. Who's going to play? Who's not going to play? Guess what? It figures itself out. Cam's not here after requesting a trade. If DeAndre Hunter, Mike, doesn't live up to the expectation, he's going to be gone. It's going to figure itself out. So I don't think we need a complete redo, but if you're not going to live up to the expectations of what's being asked of you, where you were drafted, or the money you're getting based on, you know, what the team believes that you can do, then it's going to work itself yeah. out. And then if, look, if I'll say it again, John Collins can perhaps come to the rescue in this one. You know, I, I hope he gets a chance to play. I mean, you see a guy out there, you know, hitting, taking some jump shots. I don't know if that's going to translate to him getting any minutes on Wednesday night, but... It would be nice. It would be nice to validate the big contract. It would be nice to validate that he is the number two star on this team. You know, and it's funny, the stat is that, how's that number, though, by the way? Nobody in the NBA had more assists from point guard to forward than what you saw between Capella and Trey Young this year. They, they still have a good connection. Yes, they do. And, yeah. I, and I know that uh, you'd like to see that connection with John that gets us back to that little debate. Can John create his own shots? Is he more dependent on Trey? So, first things first, get back out on the floor. Uh, Andrew Hill says, how would you judge the maturity uh, of this team? Andrew, appreciate you tweeting at us. I think we're going to do a tweet segment, man. We're going to start. We read your Mm. tweets because people always tweet at us and always want to know what the answers are. Mike, how would you judge the maturity on this team? I, I get it. I mentioned Solo Hill, an older guy, and maybe you miss an older guy. Maybe they need to have some – if nothing else, they could have traded for some – Carl, 
Who knows? Get get Iguodala over here. Get anybody. <laughs> get, get Boogie Cousins. Remember Boogie Cousins was out there. Just some old dude that can give everybody the mean mug and get everybody on the get everybody on the same page. I don't know, but the, it, Trey and the leadership thing has been asked by a number of uh, publications. There's that big ESPN article that came out during the All Star break that says Trey has been reluctant in his brief career and college and pro to be a leader on a team, hmm. which is expected by 99 percent, I think, of the fan base. And by the way, I'll say this because I can't defend that. I don't know. Uh, I do agree with Mike. Uh, Andrew, appreciate the tweet. Follow Mike, Mike Bell, ATL. I'm at put him up. See Dukes, the radio shows, Dukes and Bell 929. Follow the radio station at 929 the game. Everybody's not a leader at 19, 20, 21, 22. Sometimes you all become that at 25, 26, 27. I, I don't know if that's the case with Trey. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But everybody is not magic. When they come into the league. And I can use that reference now because everybody's watching winning time on this show. Everybody's not magic or bird for that matter when they come into the league. Doesn't mean the talent's not there, but from a leadership standpoint. And here's the other thing, too, Mike. You know, it's hard to reference that era now versus this era because you have 17, 18, 19-year-old guys coming into the league. When Magic went to the Lakers, he was the young buck. He was he was dealing with full-grown men. So was Bird. You know, guys stayed in school for the most part, and you had guys that were on the roster who had been in the league seven, eight, nine, ten years. It's not that way anymore. It's just different. So I'm just using that as an example, but it's a great question, and we're soon to find out about the maturity of this team based on how they play in these playoffs. We were the third youngest team I know last year. I think I don't know where we fall. We're, average age is 26 and change, but we're still we're still a pretty young basketball yes. team. Yeah, so. I agree, man. All right, guys, uh, it's Dukes and Bell. We got plenty more to get to. Big shout out to Ryan Wilson as well. He talked about the draft, Mike's mocks, and who he likes at eight for us. We're going to talk more about that coming up in our Falcon Report. In 20 minutes, Darren Eels joins us to talk Atlanta United, and we have a lot to talk about, including can we get an update on Joseph Martinez? It's all on the way, but let's get to an NFL. Welcome to the NFL. With news and notes from around the league, this is NFL Blitz on Dukes and Bell. I am simply going to read to you what is being reported. And if it's true, Mm. he doesn't deserve to have his team. After an investigation, Mike, by Congress, let alone, Daniel Snyder may have engaged in a troubling, long-running, and potentially unlawful pattern of financial conduct that may have victimized thousands of fans and the NFL. Yeah, we told you about this kind of strange rule, which a lot of folks were not aware of, where you share some of your revenue with the road team. Uh, And the word has been alleged in the articles that came out about a month ago that he was not contributing or kicking into the kitty what he should have been. So I would imagine if anything else, not helping your partners, your co-owners, would finally get this embarrassment, this this. This humid piece of garbage that is Daniel Snyder and his regime finally out of the nation's capital. And then you find out not being good enough to give refundable ticket deposits back to season ticket holders. Basically screwing over your long-suffering fans, you know, let alone the billionaires that you're supposed to share revenue with. Not to mention all the sexual misconduct, half of which the NFL completely brushed under the rug. And this guy was such a dirtbag, he was out there with private investigators following the alleged victims around. This guy, I can't imagine, Carl, that he can survive this. If And this is a federal over, this is a federal government. You're, again, it is the U.S. House Oversight Committee with the power to subpoena. What's it going to take? What, what's it going to take? 
Well, usually it takes just a few women coming forward and saying, you know what, they felt uncomfortable in the workplace, and oh, there was sexual misconduct, and oh, there were pictures out there, and oh, by the way, he paid some of us off. Usually that's enough, but it wasn't. And now you add this to the mix where Mike, allegedly, he's not in control of the team anymore. His wife is running the day-to-day, which is BS. And now you have this committee coming out with this potential bombshell. How much is it? What's it going to take? Yeah, and remember, guys, Roger Goodell, this is where the commissioner gets involved here and and why I'm always, you know, how I feel about this guy. Remember, guys, the league never released the report that was going to give you the findings of the independent probe into the matter about the workplace misconduct. And the only guy, the NFL said, oh, I know. We'll sacrifice John Gruden. (laughs) That'll be enough. Everybody's looking over here at Snyder. We're going to throw off the scent. It's Gruden. And and the guy who's not even a member of the organization loses his. Now, granted, he, he said some terribly, terrible, awful now, things. Now, by the way, what yeah. do you think Gruden is thinking today? I tell you what, this is the biggest bunch of horse hockey I've ever heard. This guy, he's cheating out his own season ticket holders. I'm, all right, so I said some stupid things on the old on the old email there to that other nitwit Bruce Allen. You did, you did, John. And, but uh, this guy, he's got a job, and meanwhile, I can't, I can't, I can't get arrested literally right now. You did sell your house in Vegas, though, didn't you? Yeah, it's gone. By the way, that uh, gonna gonna miss that infinity pool <laughs> with a beautiful view of the strip. <laughs> I just, yeah, but he's the only thing about this. This is how the NFL works because, again, most of the American public goes, "Duh, okay." You know, they don't realize where this is supposed to be going. The target of the investigation, the owner of the Washington Football Team, now the Commanders. Yeah, it is the biggest. It is the biggest look the other way yeah. ever. I, I don't disagree. It's a mess. We'll see what ultimately happens. But if you're going to do this, you got to do it now. You got to start this now. You don't wait till the season because you know what? The NFL is right when it comes to the season. We don't want any interference. I want to watch games and I don't want to be inundated with Mm. with information about how crooked this guy is and now he's losing the team. If you're going to do it, do it now. But I got to ask you guys, what's it going to take? If he's stealing from his own fan base – over years? Yeah. I just, to me, I don't know how you survive this, let alone cheating your own business partners. The great article that I think it was ESPN had on Robert Perra, the young Grizzlies owner, who made his money with making a better Wi-Fi. Uh, that's one of those, again, people are like, well, who would buy the team? It's the ultimate billionaire boys club. They'll find somebody, believe me. And maybe it'll be good enough they can find a minority owner to go buy the team. Yeah, there's a bunch of people out there with money, just because you don't know them. Right. <laughs> there's a bunch of no, people but I mean, just, that could, could own teams, I mean, Mike. I just think when you mention Daniel Snyder, most people just kind of roll their eyes because he's just, that's how low people feel and hold it. You know, there's no, nobody holds this guy in high esteem. He's been a, he's been a clown since day one. And by the way, Jack Kent Cook wasn't a saint. Remember that Jack Kent Cook is also figured prominently in the first two episodes of the Lakers winning team, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, he is. But this guy is just beyond the pale. NFL Blitz brought to you by our friends at Priority Men's Medical Centers. Check them out at PriorityMensMedical.com. Let's hear from Kirk Cousins. We talked about this yesterday. He's got a new coach, new general manager. They've made a commitment to him. He is signed through 2023-24. You want to be a Viking for life? I think the short answer is I want to be a Minnesota Viking. Um, uh, you know, I, I wanted to help create some cap space uh, so that we could put together the roster that you do feel really good about. And um, and I think it, it was just trying to always, you know, find win-wins. And I think it was a way to create a, a win-win. And um, uh, and then hopefully that leads to a lot of wins this fall. Yeah, and the question now up in Minneapolis is do Vikings fans want this guy to be a Viking for life? <laughs> As we said yesterday, um, 
Yeah, the, the, the numbers, the touchdowns, was the 33 touchdowns, seven picks. I mean, it's, you know, in the old days, that's MVP-type numbers. But he was also unable to uh, get on the field late in the season when the season was on the line. They had to roll a scrub out there, and it cost Zimmer his job. Zimmer's job so, But the dude is certainly, he can sling it. Nobody debates that. Not if you trust him in a big game, but he can sling it. Yeah. Speaking of quarterbacks, uh, uh, John Harbaugh, that's the head coach of the Ravens, says when he's ready, we'll, re- we'll be ready. Talking about Lamar Jackson. Um, Jackson, again, has been in no rush to do a deal. The quarterback market is kind of settled now. You know what, what people got. You see where Aaron Rodgers is. You see where Deshaun Watson is. So, Mike, what is he waiting on? You wouldn't want to do this before the season rolls around? I think he, as as a quarterback, he looks and says, I'm a former MVP. I've, I've gone to the playoffs. I just think he's going to say that Deshaun Watson money, that sounds pretty good. And uh, Bisciotti, the, uh, the owner, is already online. Remember, that was the owner meetings in West Palm. He was basically saying, um, I really, really wish that Haslam had not given him all that guaranteed money. Uh, he's also, as you mentioned, representing himself, which puts you into a really a real pickle because then, you, then you're going toe-to-toe with it. You don't have that buffer as an agent, you know, or a management team to go back and forth. So you're hearing all that stuff. He wants – what's he want? He wants Deshaun Watson money. That's what he wants, you know. He wants uh, the new Russell Wilson money. That's, that's what he's looking for. But I don't know. And he I- wants it now. Well, I was going to say, but but why haven't you done the deal? That's that's where I'm at. I mean, like I, I think it, last year was such a not a comeback to earth moment. But I'm never. Have you ever been impressed by the playmakers? That, other than other than their tight end, as far as wide receivers for the Ravens, he struggled. He had a lot of turnovers. Yeah. He made a lot of bad decisions. He still carries the ball like a loaf of bread. But he's still one of the most electrifying players in the league. But there, like anything else, yeah, your stock was higher two years ago. Your stock is a little bit lower this year. Thus, the contract you think you're going to get. But then again, the market always gets reset with the next dude, and that's probably where his head is at. Yeah, I mean, the so next, this could get weird. Well, it, it might. The next dude was Deshaun because he did something nobody else has done with that guaranteed deal. Hey, uh, real quick, Mark Murphy says that uh, Jordan Love hasn't shown enough yet. Now, Murphy runs the Green Bay Packers. This was the biggest wasted pick maybe in the history of the NFL. A team that went to the NFC Championship two years in a row that needed one more piece to put him over the top, and you thought it was a guy to wear a baseball hat and watch Aaron Rodgers, who you just gave another monster contract to. By the way, Tua feeling the love from his new coach, Mike McDaniel, who came from the 49ers after two seasons of basically your owner trying to run everybody from Tom Brady to uh, Deshaun Watson in. Now he feels the love from the coach. And now they've also added some weapons, and they'll probably add more. Yeah, but this stems from them showing up at an event in Miami. Okay, so they supported you. Does that really mean that they, they, they're going to show you love when the season rolls around and you throw three picks in a game? No, no, they like me. They really like me. We'll see, man. <laughs> it's Dukes and Bell. It's our NFL Blitz. Darren Eels, president of Atlanta United, joins us coming up on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This is Jim Rome with a CBS Sports Minute. If you 92.9 The Game. It is Dukes and Bell. Yeah, man, no man's on the way. Go get some Hey Man L. That's what it's all about, right? Hey Man L, the OG, the original 5% blonde L in stores near you, package store near you. Uh, it's also in Publix. And also the Watermelon Lime, guys, check it out. We want to say good afternoon to Darren Eels, president of Atlanta United. Darren, before we talk about the match with, uh, with our little brother and what's coming up, I think uh, everybody's curious as to know what, what, what the injury situation is. Um, I want to ask you, and just for clarity purposes, is there any news on Joseph? How long do we think he's going to be out? Yeah, afternoon, chaps. Good to, good to chat with you. Yeah, Joseph, as you know, he had arthroscopic surgery just to clean out some debris in his right knee. Um, that went well, and we're hoping to the back end of May he'll be back. So, 
you know, fingers crossed we've been having some issues just in that in that right knee and hopefully this will have just cleaned it out and uh, he'll be back 100% and we're looking at that sort of time scale of, of the end of May. And on the positive note, and you know, we had Luis back in training today, uh, Luis Arruzio, so good to have him back with the first team training uh, today, so you know, that's something that uh, it was a delight to see him back with the lads. I was going to say, uh, you sounded more like uh, an orthopedic surgeon every time we speak with uh, Darren about all this <laughs> stuff. Sorry about that. So we will see Arruzio against uh, Cincinnati on Saturday. Well, he's back with training, so I don't know, you know, he's obviously, well, this is his first uh, integration back with, with the first team in training, and we've spoken about, you know, we want to be sure about making sure that he doesn't have any relapses, but fingers crossed if things go well, then it was going to be sooner rather than later. Dan, what about Rosetto? Yeah, and again, I think Rosetto is someone that uh, we're hoping that he can perhaps get back integrated with the squad later this week. Uh, and Emerson is someone who's doing well. I mean, Emerson's been now um, with the first team for a a number of weeks now sort of integrating back with the squad. So he's someone I think, again, we should see sooner rather than later as part of perhaps the match day 20. And so Darren Neal's with us, guys. Uh, El Jefe, the president of Atlanta United. Obviously, it's a real gut punch to lose Joseph. And, and what's a realistic for fans' expectation? Two months? Yeah, I think so. I think back end of May, so sort of six to eight weeks. Um, again, we'll get a better idea in a couple of weeks as he's coming back. Um, in terms of you know how quickly we can do that, but obviously we're going to make sure that we uh, take care with him and get him right. But again, trying to be positive, I think um, we saw the new striker from Mexico, Ronaldo Cisneros, came on um, for 30 minutes against Charlotte. I thought he looked really bright. Uh, he had a number of runs, and uh, he looked you know for someone that that was his first minutes. Um, you know, I thought that was encouraging for us. So three center backs, two wing backs. Uh, we wanted to, you know, have a better attack up the field, is what uh, manager Pineda said. How did you feel about the the rotation, the starting nine or the starting eleven, should I say, on uh, against Charlotte? Because a lot of folks, you know, Atlanta United fans were like, "What are we trying to do here?" How did you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, I think look, it was a disappointing result. Um, you know, to, to lose to Charlotte, I do think. You know, they won three out of four at home. It's a tough place to go. Credit to them. You know, they create a great atmosphere there. Um, and, you know, they play well. They worked really hard. And But, you know, having said that, we had some chances. It was just a shame. Even Caleb near the end, Caleb Wiley came on as sub and he had a header and it just went wide. I thought that he'd got the equaliser then, which was almost in, you know, the sort of time we tend to score our goals right at the end of the game. But I think, look, you know, we tried it through at the back. Um, we sort of... You know, we had the personnel in terms of fit and available to play that formation, but I think he saw and recognised during the game that Gonzalo ended up changing that and we were a bit more effective uh, when we went back to that four at the back. Um, I just think it, it sets us up better with the personnel we've got. But again, you know, that's something that you have to take, take it as it comes in the game and see how it goes. And I think that was something where Gonzalo reacted in the second half and you know, it's a game of small margins. We know that with soccer. It was, you know, it was 1-0. It was a goal that, you know, Sort of a freak goal that caught the wind and you know it's direct from a corner. You don't see that very often, and you know that was their goal. And apart from that, there wasn't really that too much that uh, that Brad had to save in terms of efforts. And we had you know a number of opportunities where I thought we could have got the goal. So you know another day, a draw, or perhaps even we nick a win. But you know that's that's something. But what's important is we've got to bounce back against Cincinnati at home on the weekend. You know, that's a big game for us now. We're still in fourth place, so we get that win and we're right back up there. 
Right. Uh, more on the Braves' new rotation movement. Tell you about that coming up in a bit. But right now we're talking with Darren Eels from Atlanta United. We spoke with Jason yesterday, Jason Longshore. I know we try to create that rivalry with Orlando City, and it certainly is. But these guys in Charlotte sure like seem like they've hit the ground running. And I guess Miguel Angel Ramirez he's made some pretty good adjustments. How impressed are you about how quickly they're catching up? Yeah, I think they've done well. I mean, there was a lot of talk before. Um, you know, you tend to get this sort of hyperbole and people sort of deciding on whether a team's going to be good before they've played. And, you know, he is a great coach. He's coached the team I know pretty well from Ecuador, IDV, Independiente. Um, but, uh, you know, I followed him there. He did well. And he went to Brazil. It didn't work out. But Charlotte, I think, was smart to take the opportunities they did to snap up a young coach like him. And, you know, he's been quite forthright in his views, but he certainly got the team set up to be difficult to to play against and you know that's what you've got to do as an expansion team you've got to get out there and grind every point you can it's a long season and you know credit to them from you know all the naysayers were saying at the start of the season you know they're going to struggle to pick up any points and at the moment albeit they play an extra game they're in fifth spot so you know i think they've they've done a great start and you know for them it's about now uh, continuing on you know it's a long season mls and um you know come the end of the season i'm not sure they'll be they give anything to be in that sort of top seven spot and getting a playoff in their first season. But I think for us, you know, it was one of those games where, you know, just like I said, a bit of a blow from the goal conceded and you know, second half there was a lot of huff and puff and we did have some some chances. I mentioned the Caleb one, I think there was a couple of great balls. I thought, you know, Thiago Almada in terms of it's only his second start, um, you know, some of the balls he played to create, whether it was Dom Dwyer in the first half, you know, you can see that his talent and his his eye to being um, forward thinking. And I do think when we get Luis back uh, you know, someone like Luis who can make those runs he can with the pace he's got, it's going to give um, Thiago even more options. And I think, you know, you've seen already in the short minutes he's played, he's always looking to play that penetrative pass. And I think, you know, that's something that excites us as we go forwards. Obviously, when we get Joseph back as well, that's what we'd envisage. But that front three of Thiago, Luis and Joseph, you know, I think it's going to be really exciting. Darren Eels, our guest, guys. Darren, what do we do about these teams fouling us as much as they do? Last year, we're the most fouled team in MLS. Just to give you guys an example, last time we played Charlotte, they fouled us 17 times. In the previous match at home, uh, it was 16. What do we do about this? Is there anything we can do Well, there's do a rule they don't enforce, it? right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, and again, look, it's something where, you know, we'll have side channel discussions. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be meeting Howard actually in a, in a couple of days at the Howard Webb, who's the, sort of the head of the PGMO. Just basically, yeah, it's a point of emphasis, and look, you see it, and I think, and I don't blame other teams for doing it. If you've got a technique where you can try and sort of stop the skilled players, they'll do that until the referees get control of it. And an early yellow card is the way to deal with it, because once that early yellow card comes out, everybody else thinks twice about it. So I think that's, you know, something that's... Um, it does need to be looked at because otherwise it just kills the game. Um, and we're in the entertainment industry. We want these games to be something that, um, you know, is attractive. People want to watch it. And obviously there's nothing worse watching than just every time someone tries to do a fast break, people take it in turns to do a technical foul, you know, just to stop that fast break. And, you know, that's something that needs to be looked at. Yeah, sorry to cut you off, Carl. I was going to say persistent infringement, right? That's the rule. And it seems like they don't use that, nor do they really use the uh... – the VAR, like we thought they were going to be using it in the MLS. And remember, Carl, what was it? The Patriots used to mug the Colts. Darren, it became a rule change in the NFL because they used to man up. Now now that's why receivers get so open in the NFL, to your point about fans wanting to see offense. Yeah, look, and again, I mean, I, I you know, I want to be clear. I thought the ref had a good game on our Charlotte. I thought, you know, he was very consistent, and I think that's what you want in a referee. You know, he, he let some things go, and to be fair, he did it both ways. So in that 
perspective. You know, he's an experienced ref. And I thought he had a good game, but I do think, you know, you make some great points there. There's sometimes a bigger pitch and you step back and you look and, you know, there's a history of looking at, you know, certain teams that do get fouled a lot. Um, and, you know, is it something that, you know, can we can look at a macro level to try and make the game more entertaining? Darren, I do want to ask you about something that Atlanta United is involved in, um, and, and that is the American Family Insurance Cup. Can you tell us about it? Uh, the inaugural match is coming up June 14th, and what does it mean for the club to get involved? Yeah, we're really excited. We're actually talking today because we've also got the Mexican national team coming at the end of August, 31st of August. We've got Paraguay coming into town, so that'll be Tata coaching Mexico against possibly Miggy playing for Paraguay. But we're also discussing about the you know, the, the match that we have against Pachuca. So Pachuca, a big win against Tigres this week. They're top of Liga MX, and we get to play them in June. And it's important, June 14th, for us. You know, the atmosphere we get at those games, like we had the Campeones Cup against Club America, is something special. But for us, it's about, from a technical perspective, getting ourselves that exposure to top Liga MX teams, because next year, when the League Cup starts, which is the tournament that's going to involve every club in MLS against every club from Liga MX here in the United States, a month-long World Cup-style tournament. You know, we want to be ready to, to be winning that trophy. You know, we, we, we want to be winning trophies that we go into. So we're really excited about this. We get a great game against great opposition, but it's something Gonzalo that, you know, our coach really wanted to push our players. So it's, uh, and it's a great one for the fans because, you know, as we know, the atmosphere is a little bit different from a regular MLS game when you've got the, you know, the Mexican fans in the building as well. So we're excited for the American Family Insurance Cup, and they've been great partners to us, and, this is something else that's only going to help us as a club as we look to become one of the biggest clubs in North America, you know, not just the United States, but Mexico as well. Congratulations. Uh, looking forward to it. It sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun for the fans as well. Darren Eels, good luck as we move forward with our next match. And, uh, of course, you'll listen right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Thanks so much, Darren. Thanks, Jeff. All right, guys. Ooh. Darren Eels, uh, injury update, not necessarily great. I was expecting him to give us a little bit better news, but he's not promising, Mike, any mm. of these guys will be ready for this weekend. So if you missed it earlier, we both asked the question about uh, Joseph, and it, yeah, it's end of May. That's a, it's a best guess. All right, guys, coming up, yeah, man, no man's on the way. What did Dabo Sweeney say that has me going, he's exactly right. It's coming up at 4 o'clock. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... 
what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's Dukes and Bell, guys. It is Dukes and Bell coming up. We'll talk some college football, getting ready for G-Day. And what is Ohio State going to do to honor Dwayne Haskins? We'll tell you about it coming up. But right now, let's get to Yeah Man, No Man. It's time for Yeah Man, No Man. Kind of makes me wonder why the hell so many people are trying to tell me to slow down. Seems like we should be shutting the hell up and enjoying the show. He's six foot one. Not really. From Florida. Kennesaw State. And gives rapid fire questions. <laughs> executive producer of the Dukes and Bell Show, Bo Morgan. Brought to you by the W-Sauce, America's Worcestershire Sauce, Bigger, Better, Boulder. Yeah, it's good, too. Mm-hmm. All right, Bo, what's happening, man? Happy Tuesday. Tomorrow we're down at uh, the arena, guys, State Farm Arena, getting ready for the Hawks playoff game. We talked to Clint Capella. What did he say about this playoff run? You'll hear a little bit of that coming up a little bit later on. Bo, what's happening today, man? Ah, it's, just a, it's a good day. I'm not going to sit here and talk about the weather or anything, but I'm excited. Huh. Got some, uh, we got a couple of guys in the neighborhood, neighbors, friends. It's their birthday, same birthday. Wow. They share a birthday. So we're hitting the, uh, hitting the Mexican spot up tonight for a uh, little Mexican. I, I get excited about Mexican food because I don't eat out during the week. Okay. I know we always talk about it. I'm, pr- I'm normally pretty strict with what I eat during the week. Because that way, diet. His body's a temple. I mean, see, Bo was you were chubby when you were a kid, right? Well, I went in and out of stages of fat. I wish I could say I went in and out of stages. I mean, stuck in a stage. But I can see, with all not to blow smoke up your butt, although it is your segment. Although this is not considered stealing time in your segment, because I'm praising you. He is always, as I've known him. Always been a gym rat. Always been health. I mean, never really gets out. of I've never seen this kid fat in like 15 years. Well, well, I went through uh, my fat stage really in college. Like when I was younger, I had I was you know the baby baby fat that kind of stuff. And Fresh, then I was freshman 15. Uh, I was like freshman 30. Okay. Uh, and it kept it really for me. It really added on uh, when I was at the end of my college. So you know there was there was lots of fried food, lots of booze. I was working multiple jobs because I was interning, and I remember, to Mike's point, I remember my buddy was getting married, and we went, to, he goes, hey, will you come with us to do the tux? We're going to look at tuxes, and you help try them on for us so we can look at them and you see if that's what a, we were. You had an uh-oh moment. Well, the, the, the girl, uh, you know, pretty girl that worked there, and mm-hmm. you know, she was very sweet, and she was like, hey, do you want me to go ahead and give you your measurements? And I looked at her, and I said, why, well, yes. I go, but don't say them out loud. <laughs> and she said them, and but most of y'all know me. I, you know, I, I'm not easily embarrassed. I kind of know that I am what I am, and I'm kind of okay with that. I was embarrassed. Mm. I immediately left the tux fitting thing and called a buddy of mine who had been trying to get me to, you know, do a workout thing. I was like, all right, January 1st, let's start. And then that's when I got skinny, and the nice. rest is 
I've just tried to stay there. I mean, I have my moments, but yeah. Uh, listen, um, I'll speak for most people who are right now are fighting uh, weight issues. COVID didn't help us. 2020 destroyed anything that you thought about you were going to be doing for a lot of people. Now, I will say this. There are a lot of people who went on these these amazing diets and ended up losing weight. I was not one of them. Uh, but I think for most of my friends, everybody's put on weight. Everybody, because right. and, and we're still fighting that now. Almost, you know, since the start uh, uh, two years later, Mike of trying to to drop a few pounds. Mm-hmm. So, Bo, I commend you. But I was just wondering. So, you're not on a diet. You don't eat out during the week. You're gonna celebrate with your friends at the Mexican food. Yeah. Restaurant. No, 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 no. The neighbors. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> Again, for those that are new to the show, we ring the bell whenever Bo goes into one of his favorite areas of conversation, i.e., the weather and his neighbors. The what do you weather, want me to call him? The weather and golf, the weather and his neighbors. <laughs> that's pretty much the. Hey, uh, that's what I like hit. how Chris jumped in there. You, they are your neighbors, but, yeah. but Chris is right, though. Well, they're both. They can be neighbors and friends, but which one do you we, call them? One was almost led to believe that we do tell them to listen at 340. They will be mentioned <laughs> on a 100,000 watt radio station. The cult of squid is growing. First off, it's Squid Nation. Get it right. Hashtag. And second, what's funny is some people surprisingly listen and they start texting, like commenting on the conversation once it's already over. They they don't believe you, Bo. You know, that's what it is. They go, he ain't on really on the radio. I I don't believe him. Holy crap, I just heard his voice. (laughs) All right. Any specific names of the neighbors you'd like to throw out since we've gone down this road? No. Well, you know. Anyways. Happy birthday to the guys, though. If they are listeners, we thank you. So what I love the fact that everyone on this show loves winning time mm-hmm. because we can all three talk about it. Not Chris because he's kind of the black sheep of the show with TV. He he does he's always behind on everything. I feel like because he hasn't started winning time yet. I don't like to hype things. You know that, Carl. I keep things on the even keel. But this is <laughs> the. I mean, it's I can't yes. stop watching it, and I'll watch it right as soon as it's over. I'll watch it again the second episode, and I think next year when they get to the Emmys, because I hate award shows because they you know they yeah. suck. Yeah, yeah. But John C. Riley has got to be nominated for an Emmy. Wait playing a Jerry minute, Buss. you think they suck? And you well, want to you want to give this guy an no, award? But, but he's really good at playing Jerry. Buss. It's, he is good. And they break the fourth wall. You're getting all. I mean, it's I, it is riveting. Even if you don't care about you, don't, you don't have to be an NBA fan. You don't have to be a Laker fan. It's just fantastic. TV. By the way, the kid that plays, and I say a kid, yeah. the guy that plays Magic is just on point. Phenomenal. He's just on point. I mean, the essence, if you go back Everything. and look, see what Magic looked like Everything. and acted like back then, you're right. Yeah. I, I, he, he, he's he, The young pitchers of, of Magic, and then with him and like the smile and just kind of, you watch young early videos of Magic, man, it's amazing how, cl- how good he has done mimicking that. Well, Jason Siegel, who is Paul Westhead in Winning Time, was doing an interview and he talked about it. He goes, look, when I saw the pilot, I thought to myself, this is to basketball what Boogie Nights is to porn. <laughs> it's about it, sure. But what it's really about is the setting mm. and the characters and the era and the costumes. Do you agree with his take of uh, his, you know, the way he explains what winning time is to the, that era of basketball and the Lakers? I do. And and part of it has to do with the way that it's filmed. Time machine. They use the yeah, the, the like the, the scratchy looking film, and like it's like almost like it's a very analog approach. It, it is. This is is this would, and you're gonna go. Well, I don't want to watch that. You will. It's almost like you put a VHS tape in and you press play, and they're taking you through this journey. To Mike's point about the way that the, the, the they filmed it, or they are filming it, and then he's right. I mean, basketball is the backdrop. Boogie Nights, the, the, that was kind of the backdrop for, for the porn industry. But it was more than that. It was bigger than that. The right. story was bigger than that. So I do agree with him on that, but that's a hell of an analogy. Yeah, it, it blew me away, and I, was, I said, I read this. I go, well, 
Got to talk about that because <laughs> it's winning time. So, uh, real quick, the guy's name is Quincy Isaiah, the actor. What else has he been in? Is anything? We'll have to flick him up. I mean, you know what we should do is reach out to HBO and get some of these guys on. Quincy yeah. Isaiah is the guy's the actor known for uh, Winning Time okay. and Playing Magic. And and I'm looking like at some of his pictures, Mike, like some of the professional shots. Right. <laughs> his smile is identical. Yeah. I mean, even they got a guy. They found an actor. No, I mean, for those, this is for older fans because younger guys want to know who we're talking about. They found an actor who looks just like Spencer Haywood. I mean, <laughs> they did. They got they a guy did. who looks like Norm Nixon. They, they got a guy. They, they got but... a guy who looks just like Michael <laughs> Cooper. I mean, it's they got a. They, they got what's his face in the Shield. He looks like Red Orback. Michael I mean, Chiklis. The only guy who doesn't look like who he's supposed to look like is uh, what's his name, Adrian Brody, playing Pat Riley, who looks nothing like Pat Riley. But other than that, everybody well, else has been. He's on about point. to slick his hair back here. Coming <laughs> By up. the so way, say the new look is coming. Yeah. The guy playing Spencer Haywood, that's Julius from uh, Remember the Titans. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yes, it is. And he's and I he I, I love that dude. I've always loved him in movies. He's he was great in Remember the Titans. He's right. great in this. But it's so cool because they'll be doing they're they're in the old forum club, which was like the big party scene. And then there's this beautiful woman sitting on Spencer Haywood's lap, and then they, they do the over they do the over graphic. Ding Iman, supermodel, because she was married to him at the time. So you get a little if you love pop culture, you get a lot of that too. To well, your point. Yeah. Uh, and one other thing, it's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 929 the game. This latest episode, I think it's five in now, I want to say. Maybe six. Um, Richard Pryor comes in. And that blew me away. Because people don't realize how interconnected a lot of these people were. Mike Epps plays Richard Pryor. And I'm like, holy, he even sounds like Richard Pryor. And I know Mike Epps has has done him on stage. But I was like, this is really cool. It's it's sort of like when Richard Pryor meets Magic and and they're at the club. It's kind of gives them some advice about superstardom. And remember, for years, Mike Epps had that biopic that was supposed to get made, never got made. Never got made because Richard Pryor did JoJo Dancer, Your Life Is Calling, which was his autobiographical film. But Mike Epps was going to do the uh, the docudrama on Richard, right? Exactly. And the same guys I think did Walk the Line were going to be directing that thing too. Incredible. Yeah. All right. ESPN is trying to um, take what the Mannings did with Monday Night Football and say, "Hey, let's do it with Sunday Night Baseball." So. They really branched out and just got two amazing people. And I just love the people they went with. Alex Rodriguez and boo! Michael boo! and Michael K. Boo! Twice boo! So I'm not really sure how they thought that was the way to, hey, let's mimic the Mannings. Let's get Michael K and A-Rod. How which, do they get both those heads into a room together? <laughs> well, so I'm going to play this cut, and then I'm going to – I should set it up first because I don't want people to be out there – Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez got engaged over the weekend. Benifer? Yes. Okay. And Michael Kay was just so witty with the way he trolled A-Rod about it. It's a great time in sports. You, you have a new Masters champion. The NBA player's about to start. Baseball's in the full swing. People getting engaged. I mean, it's a happy time in the world. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, happiness and the world peace is what we're looking for. Now, you know what? I think of Gandhi and you. That's how I am. <laughs> the two-one pitch. So I played that because how bad is this for one? Michael K's not funny. A-Rod's not funny. Neither have a good personality. And Michael K thinks that's the witty way he can troll A-Rod that his ex fiance or was he, I don't even think they were engaged, were they? His ex-whatever mm. is now engaged. Is this, is this not the, one of the worst ideas that ESPN has had? 
and we're only I just one like in. How Bo has been selling uh, insurance with the way he pronounces his last name. Aflac. <laughs> Aflac. Okay, wait. Before we answer this, Mike, you had this on Guy Talk a few years ago. Um, didn't somebody send her pictures Correct. of A-Rod? Correct. And that's kind of started to split, yes. right? A-Rod was apparently uh, involved in some reality TV star, some blonde from some show. In the DMs, right? right? And and then she eventually got, uh, the word got back to J-Lo, and that's how things imploded. Yeah. All right, to answer your question. This is a terrible idea. Here's why. The Mannings are unique. Even as much as we look at Eli and we go, he's not Peyton, he brings a certain uniqueness to the broadcast, and and then them together makes it work. And charisma and likability in Eli just because he's the total opposite of Peyton, the dynamic works. This, on the other hand, is A-Rod, boo, boo, who is not unique in any way. Not comfortable in his own skin. Doesn't have a great personality. A born liar. <laughs> but, and there's nothing funny about him. How uncomfortable did that sound, though? It sounds so uncomfortable, so awkward. It's, it's so uncomfortable, I've tried to forget it already. But I think it, I have. But the problem is, is personality mm-hmm. takes over everything. Yeah, here's the deal. We're not going to argue because there's somebody right now, nerd, who's saying they know baseball. They know more baseball than you got. Who cares? I watch the Mannings to be entertained. Right. I'm not watching the Mannings to learn more about football than I already know. Even though there's sometimes when Peyton breaks down stuff, and you go, damn, that was good. That's not why you were watching. I want to watch to be entertained, Mike. I'm not watching this because it won't entertain me. Yeah, this is a this is a boneheaded play by ESPN. Don't make a lot of sense. Again, you got to. The reason why people are successful on television is this: the majority of the viewing audience finds them likable. I don't know anyone who finds a Rod likable. Michael K. I mean, you're, if he's your cup of tea, so be it. But yeah, that's just aye aye aye. Yeah, that, I, I mean, and by the way, <laughs> what's funny is, I mean, why? For instance, Jeff Francoeur. Frenchie, you know, great baseball career, you know, bounced around. And we just remember you and I were at Stats the time before Frenchie got signed up to do the baseball TV stuff. And Frenchie's like, I don't know, I don't know how it's going to work. I think we'll see where it goes. And immediately, Frenchie has a self-effacing style. And if you're a Braves fan, you'll, you'll, you just like the guy. You know, he's just not, easy to listen to, not, not trying to solve the world's problems. You know what I mean? Not going Tim McCarver, 17 levels below what you want to hear. So, I mean, I just think it, just, it can be anybody from a local guy to a national guy. At the end of the day, you got to like listening to the dude. Well, the whole simulcast thing is supposed to be fun, outside of the box, entertaining. This is anything but those things. Chris, Yeah Man, No Man is brought to you by the W Sauce. No Man, I don't like it. And and by the way, if you don't like somebody, you don't like him so much, you still listen because you want to crap on what he said, a la Howard Cosell, or in some cases, Carl, Chris Collinsworth. Yeah, but there still has to be an attraction for you to give them (laughs) that kind of time. There's personality there, right. All right. Brought to you by the W Sauce. And Amer- another thing. America's <laughs> Worcestershire Sauce. No, we're not Bigger, boring. better, bolder. Don't you boo my W Sauce. Chris, hit no, my music. Never. It's so good. I'm going to drink some right now, Carl. Yeah, I, we, love, we love the W Sauce. I was booing A-Rod and, and, and was it Michael K. Yeah, I did. <laughs> hey, man, coming up, we're going to talk some college football. Countdown to G-Day on Saturday. We'll be out there live at Grindhouse Killer Burgers. College football game time, starting things off at 9 a.m. Mike and I will take over at noon. We'll go noon to 2, guys. Come on out. Hang out with us. We'd love to get a chance to see you guys out there as we get ready for G-Day. What did Dabo say about college football changing? I totally agree with him. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.